Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It is the June 2017 edition of our show, which we've been doing for so many years, I have no idea when we started, but it's still happening. This is Rick Lupert of the Poetry Superhighway. Happy to have you tuned in on this Father's Day here in the United States of America. Do they have that in other countries? Do you have fathers in other countries? I know we do here because it's on the calendar. It says Father's Day. So I want to wish anyone who's listening who either is a father or who has a father or who at one point had a father a happy Father's Day. I hope your day was filled with positive thoughts, if not experiences and interactions with your dad. I personally went out to... uh, brunch with my son he's eight and uh it was nice it was awfully nice so happy father's day uh feel free to read read fatherly poems or poems for your dad if you'd like or or something completely different it's all up to you we have no content or style restrictions here on poetry super highway live we just ask that you call in and read And be prepared to answer my ridiculous questions about what's going on in your poetry world. I'd like to know. I'd like to know where you live. I'd like to know what you're doing there, in particular in the world of poetry. Because who knows, I might show up. I might show up in your town to take advantage of whatever it is that you've talked about. I'm always looking for opportunities to co-mingle with poets and poetry. So call in the number 646-716-7362. It's summer here in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, Maybe not officially. I guess it starts in two days officially, but uh, it sure feels like it. It's about 175 degrees outside here in L.A., here in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, I've taken off all my clothes in preparation for this reading because it's just a little bit more comfortable that way, and I encourage you to do so as well. And please, when you call in, let us know that you've done that so we uh, we uh, we can fully experience what it is that you have to say. Uh, speaking of summer, because it is summer, we are uh, in uh, full preparation mode for our upcoming summer poetry contest. This is our 20th annual poetry contest here in the uh, 20th year of Poetry Superhighway. Very excited about that. We already have our judges in place. Uh, More about them uh, in the weeks to come. They're folks who uh, uh, scored highly in last year's contest. One of them was one of the winners, and then we've got two other folks who scored in the top five positions. Uh, We'll reveal to you who the judges are of our summer poetry contest Uh, When the contest begins, which is on July 5th, it's coming up soon. Don't send your poems now. The contest is not open. Uh, But what you can do now is you can sign up to sponsor the contest. One of the things that's unique about our contest, which which you know if you've been listening to this show or if you've participated in the contest in the past, is that we give every single person who enters the contest a prize just for entering. Uh, So whether you win the contest or you score in last place, uh, you will get something uh, just for entering, something of specific interest to poets and writers. And where do we get all these prizes? Uh, From our sponsors. So you can sign up to be a sponsor with as little as one book of poetry. Uh, That's all we ask. Uh, And you just have to agree to 
send that off to a contest entrant that we assign you to after the contest is over, within two weeks of being notified, and they'll let us know that you've sent it out and, and you're good. Uh, so far, we have over 30 sponsors signed up who've pledged uh, uh, over 70 prizes. I've lost count, uh, but we could use some more. We usually we need about a, a usually at least 100 prizes. So if you're a if you've got a poetry book and you're willing to send it to somewhere else in the world or something else which you think would be of interest to poets and writers, uh, please by all means sign up. If you're if you're curious as to what what it is that you could possibly donate besides a poetry book. It could be a subscription. It could be a service. Could be any number of things. Uh, go to our uh, go to our website poetrysuperhighway.com. Click under the special projects menu, and uh, there look at the 2007 2016 contest. You can see all the prizes that were donated last year. So to give you an idea of the the different kinds of things that you can sign up to to donate. So do that now. Um, uh, by the way, just to, just to be clear, yes, everyone who enters the contest will get a prize for entering, uh, but that doesn't mean that the winners of the contest don't get uh, special things for uh, entering. They get a cash prize. All of the entry fees that are taken in are divided up amongst them. Uh, they get published as uh, as the winners of the contest and a few other benefits as well. So it's not it's it's uh, although everyone gets a prize, uh, that doesn't mean that everyone who gets a prize is a winner of the contest. So. Let me just get that right out there. Uh, but do sign up. Uh, we'd love to have you. And the best time to do it is before the contest starts because uh, the, the sponsors get more attention um, uh, in our initial contest announcement. We list you as a sponsor um, in an email that goes out to everyone. And um, also, as a contest sponsor, you're entitled to a free classified ad in our weekly emailed newsletter. Now, in our newsletter, we only accept ads that are related to poetry and writing. So it's a really great opportunity for you to promote your book, your website, your contest, your anything that has to do with poetry, your reading series, etc. And you get a, get uh, that free ad every single week for the duration of the contest, which is basically the entire months of it's like three months of ads. It's uh, all of July after the contest starts, all of August, and all of September, and then even a little bit into October uh, after the contest is over. And we typically charge $5 a week for advertising uh, for a text ad or $7.50 if there's an image included a week. Uh, keep that in mind. If you ever want to advertise with us, we'd be happy to accept your ads. Uh, but more importantly, uh, you, uh, you you'd be getting if you if you sign up before the contest starts, you know, multiply the five dollars or the seven dollars and fifty cents times twelve or fourteen weeks, and that's that's the value of the ad that you're getting just for donating one or two prizes or one prize really is the minimum. If you can if you can see your way of donating more, that's always really helpful to us, and and really it just helps us make sure that everyone gets a prize. So do what you can. Feel free, uh, if you're listening to the show, if you have any questions about that, to call in and, and ask, uh, ask, ask away questions about our contest or about what it means to be a sponsor. would be happy to, uh, to uh, tell you anything you'd like to know. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's time to get to our open reading. Uh, again, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Um, let's get to our first caller. Um, our first caller is from the 202 area code. Hi. Hello, this is Susan Meehan calling, and I'd like Hi, to Susan. be a sponsor. Oh, fantastic. I'd like to be a sponsor. I'm just I'm about very excited to about have this. two books come out, and uh, I'll be happy to send one of them. Would Great. Like to... I, I guess I forgot... Sure. I guess I forgot to mention in all of that uh, talking how to go about doing it. Um, so if you go to the Poetry Superhighway website, there's a banner right at the top that says uh, sponsor the 2017 Poetry Contest. And um, it's right there. You click on that and all the all the guidelines are there that you should check out. And then there's a form you fill out and you're in and that's it. So uh, I'm so excited. Um, just fill out that form and you uh, and I'd, I'd be happy to add you in. And thank you so much. All right. Congratulations on your uh, upcoming books. Oh, is it uh, possible to read a poem? Oh, it's definitely point? possible. It definitely. Oh, re remind me, uh, Susan, where you're calling from. Washington, D.C. I'm Washington, eight blocks okay. from the White House, which used to be <laughs> a neat thing. It's a little scarier now. 
Yeah, it used to be, you know, it's the neighborhood's really gone downhill. (laughs) (laughs) They'll let anyone in now. It's uh... well. uh, This is called. I think I might be well equipped to save the world. I used to think that what the world needed most was rational efforts by the major powers backed up by nuclear weaponry that could be deployed in the blink of a well-trained eye. But that didn't work, and the world only got worse. So now I've chosen to depend on what I know how to do myself to make a better world. And what I do best is to smile while making a proper curtsy to show my seriousness of purpose. I then speak earnestly on the need for civility in public life while wearing my tiara and cape, and perhaps nothing else. That ought to do it. Power of a smile. I enjoyed that. I certainly did. Good. Uh, I've been following you for years, and you are a true public service. I think uh, it's really been helpful. I've won a couple of things over the years, and I thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure, Susan. I'm so glad to uh, to have uh, regulars. You know, people who participate yes. in the different yes. things over the years. Tell us when your when your books are coming out and what they're what they're called. They're coming out. Shortly, I I won a, a citywide prize in D.C., and that one uh, will we're we're in the final phases of reviewing everything at at the moment. So uh, it's going to be not very long at all before I before they're out, but I think it, it's going to be closer to uh, maybe three weeks. I have a big book coming out uh, in from New York City uh, uh, shortly, but uh, and that's been reviewed, and I've been working with uh, uh, Grace I'm just having uh, Grace. I know. I've just sent her an email, and I'm I'm now uh, Grace Cavalieri, uh, who is an important person in the poetic world around here. And uh, this afternoon, uh, we're deciding on a book title. It'll either be called. Uh, talking through the night, or possibly uh, another another title. I think that's likely to be the one. And the other book will be the uh, the color of truth, hmm. and that will be coming out within the next month. So thank you. Well, that's so great. Much. Sure, Susan. And congrats I'll, on the upcoming I'll, books. It's a pleasure, yeah, it, and I will send you one of one of them. Thank you. Cool. Well, yeah, just head to the website to sign up as a sponsor, and uh, and you're all set. Um, uh, that was uh, a thing, and thanks for calling in. That was uh, Susan Meehan calling from uh, the Washington uh, D.C. area, the infamous Washington D.C. area. Uh, we were actually, my wife and and son and I were just in D.C. in November for a wedding. Uh, uh, well, I'm not going to get into it. We had a, a lovely time in the city in November of 2016. Um, there you go. Um, all right. Well, the number is uh, number for you to call in is area code six four six seven one six seven three six two. I've said that so many times, uh, not just in this broadcast today, but over the years while doing this show. Sometimes I just I, I wake up. Uh, in a cold sweat and say that phone number out loud and and kind of hope to hear poetry dropped from the ceiling and uh, typically uh, just one of the cats kind of lifts its head up and looks at me like you know, just go back to sleep anyway, 646-716-7362 there it is again Um, our next caller 
is from the 985 area code. Hello, 985. Hey, Rick. It's Diana Langdees. Hi, Diane. How's it going? How are you? Uh, it's going I'm great. well. Uh, yeah, good, good. I um, probably should say that my clothes are on, but I haven't ruled out stripping while I read, so... <laughs> Well, there's Just, there's still hope. I, you know, right. <laughs> let and don't tell us whether it happens. Just let us let us right. you know as we listen to the poem, we'll we'll figure it out. I think. Right, your imagination. Uh, yes. To remind remind me where you're calling from. Uh, Covington, Louisiana. Covington, right? Okay. I'll try to remember that for the next time you call in. But I right. I, I barely across, remember across how the lake, to, Across the lake. Yeah. From New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, which 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 I was did I tell you last time you called I was just in New Orleans last summer. It's where we vacationed well, I knew, uh, last. I knew you were there because of your book. Yes, yes. Yeah. I we're we're just getting ready to go uh, to our vacation uh, this this uh, summer, which is uh, to Portland and Seattle, places we've never been. But um, oh, it, you'll, it's, love it, you'll love them. I'm sh- I'm sure I will. But I had a certain emotional connection which I I didn't expect. And I haven't really had with anywhere else uh, when I went to New Orleans that uh, yeah, that Seattle, that. Portland. They come, are gonna... they come to New Orleans and they just stay. They don't, you know. That's what happened with um, oh, what's her name? The actor, uh, British actor. Can't even think of her name. Uh, that's terrible. But she uh, she was visiting with her husband, and while they were walking down the street, she said, "This is the place I want to die," and they just never left. So that kind of thing happens a lot. Bob Dylan lived there for a long time. You know, it's just kind of one of those yeah. places. Yeah. Next, next time it you're is. there, give me a, give me a call. So, uh, ready for a poem? I'm ready. I'm going to read you some blank verse today, and this is called "Loneliness of the Short Distance Letter." Three times a week, in pain or not. I kneel on one knee, poised to push a weighted sled 150 yards. I rise and thrust the sled across the turf, my back aboard, my feet like springs. My eyes stay on the sled, bright yellow skidding past the worn white lines. My lines are also worn and blurred. It feels I'm pushing years and decades as my heart rate climbs. A broken heart pumps on and on, though I can't feel the heat of my own blood. I push past all the lies you told, the lies I told myself, the nights I didn't sleep, the joy you crushed. I feel the weight as I push on with leaden legs to the last line. I catch my breath, my heart slows down, and once again I realize that I'm alive. I take the weights off. Put the sled away. My heart I keep. I may need it someday. Hmm. Nice job, Diane. Thank I, you. I enjoyed that quite a bit. That's uh, um, uh, that's a that's a lovely poem reminding us of uh, of our of our impermanence and our uh, desire to stretch it out as much as possible. Um, thank you. You're very welcome, and it's always nice to talk with you. Likewise. Uh, anything else going on in your your poetry world you want to talk about, or anything anything in in the Covington area that uh, that you uh, you participate no, there, in? You want to talk about? Is, there is nothing in the Covington area. <laughs> is the huh. problem, and I, you know, it's too much trouble to go into the city. But uh, sometimes I wish I still lived there. But no, there's really not go- anything going on in here. So I just try to keep up through the internet. Um, next time you go to New Orleans again, let me know ahead of time. But uh, one little I, tip for you: when you sure. go to Seattle, when you go to Seattle, yeah. go to Hugo House. Hugo House. Hugo House. What's is you, a, is tell a, me what a, it is. It's a wonderful. It's a wonderful poetry and writing venue. And okay. the literary journal. The literary journal uh, Raven Chronicles is published out of Hugo House, but they have all kinds of readings and all kinds of things going on there all the time. And that's uh, Seattle. In Seattle, yeah, nice place. 
I've written it down, and uh, okay. I'll, uh, I'll ch- check it out. Uh, okay. Once we get through all, right. all the coffee, if there's any time left, we'll we'll get there. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, or if you're not so jittery, yeah, right. All right. Well, I'm going to put my clothes back on and let you continue. Uh huh. Please don't <laughs> on our account. Just kidding. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Sure. Thank you. Good to talk with you. That was- you too. That was uh, Diane Elaine Dees calling from Covington, Louisiana. She says she's right across the lake. I guess that means she's uh, from New Orleans. I guess that means Lake Pontchartrain, uh, which is the big lake there, which uh, I uh, I went across on a bus, I think, uh, on the way to a swamp tour last last summer. I was I, The whole time I was in, you know, the whole trip to New Orleans, pretty much when I got on the plane here in Los Angeles, to when I got off the plane back in Los Angeles, I, my my biggest fear was I'm going to be eaten by an alligator. Um, it didn't happen, uh, but on this swamp tour after crossing Lake Pontchartrain, I did see a bunch of alligators. Uh, but the uh, the swamp tour guide uh, fed them marshmallows instead of me, which was uh, I, I guess I was grateful for that. Uh, but then I started thinking about well, wait a minute, are, is is marshmallows really the the healthiest thing we could be feeding alligators in the swamp? Is that uh, but they were happily eating them. But uh, I guess that's like uh, us and French fries. Um, uh, so there you go. All right, that was Diane calling from Covington, Louisiana. Ladies and gentlemen, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. In a few minutes, I'm going to play a spoken word track from Bill Yarrow. We play a spoken word track at the half hour mark of every every show, and we have something new to play and uh, this will be a, a, a from a live reading that Bill did. So look forward to that. That's coming up shortly. Um, in the meantime, get in our queue. We want to hear from you. Our next caller is from the 705 area code. Hello. Hi, Rick. How are you doing? I'm good. Oh, uh, this sounds like Alex. Very good, sir. How Alex is everything going? Saint- Marie Canada. Do you, do you, one, little, do you have, one little correction on, on the name, uh, Rick. It's Sue St. Marie. Sue St. Marie. But it's how, – how's Sue, that first word yeah. spelled, though? S-A-U-L-T. It's French, though, right? So it's, it's pronounced differently. And, and it's a Canadian it, – it's a, it's a border town with, with uh, northern Michigan. So there's twin cities there, both called Sue St. Marie. Got it. Well, I, I hope to make it up there someday and uh, and jump back and forth across the border, passport in hand. There you go. That would be an easy easy thing to do. How is the border crossing there? Is it uh, is it uh, does it take a long time? Do you, do you get to the state side of uh, of of the Twin Cities there? Every much? couple of weeks, because gas gas is so much cheaper on the American side. That's reason. You know, in, in your Corona and everything like that, like over on the Canadian side, Corona for a 12-pack is probably about 28 to $30. And on the American side, it's like 14 U.S. And even with the exchange, it's still way cheaper. So you do a little bit of shopping, and it makes it well worth it. So Cool. Um, well, great. Well, do uh, you got a poem for us today? I have a really uh, feel-good one for Father's Day, and happy Father's Day to everybody out there in the world, because it is Father's Day in Canada as well, and I know because my wife is from Mexico, I know that it's in Mexico as well. So to all of my friends in Mexico and family, I can say this in Espanol, Feliz Dia de la Madre Amigos. Wonderful. Awesome. So the one I have, Rick, it's called Time to Shine, and it goes like this. Practice makes perfect, day after day. To the minutest detail, you are meticulous. On the cutting edge, as sharp as can be. So slice through adversity to find what lies on the other side. A little piece of paradise, as it's your time to shine. The sun is in season in your hemisphere. And for a good reason, as in you, there's no quit. You're always on the go. 
whatever you touch now catches the way you want, which wasn't the case before. Perseverance has been your ladder. Once you caught on, bought into the program, it was onward and upward, immersed in a dawn that did you await. Now surrounded by its presence, so inside your halo does its influence within you radiate. To where exists this glow that thoroughly permeates to your central core? As you begin to exude these reaching rays of various hues which stretch around from top to bottom, then front to back, totally enveloped by these evolving strands and poem. Hmm. Nice. Thank, Thank you. you also for for letting us know. I, I was actually going to ask you if, if Father's Day is something that is uh, celebrated, observed, acknowledged in on your side of the border, because uh, you never know when a when a holiday was is just was originally invented by by the greeting card c- company, you know, here in America. Uh, uh, um, but uh, but I, but I guess you have it there too, and uh, uh, which which means that the greeting card company is doing a very good job. <laughs> The marketing all over the world, I think they're doing a very good job, Rick. I think all over the world, they they have Mother's Day cards and Father's Day cards down in Mexico as well. I bought them there before too. So cool, yeah. absolutely, um, friend. So anything else uh, going on up up in your neck of the woods, poetry wise? You want to let us know about the, the the next the next reading that's coming up at Bayless Library, which is in actually Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan because not much is going on the Canadian side of the river. Um, what I'm going to do on June 11th, on July 11th is actually bring up your name and your, your website and everything like that and tell them that, because they have guest speakers that they bring in all the time that are published authors and that from all over the states, and maybe they'd be willing to fly you up sometime and be a guest speaker at one of the events there, which would be very cool, would let me meet you and... Uh, we could plan something else together, which would be really cool. So I look forward to that. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm all for it. I'll, I'll go anywhere and read. Um, uh, and uh, you know, I, I've I've had the good fortune of 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 being brought places to read, and and nothing. Uh, I mean, it just feels you feel like a rock star when you're when you're flown somewhere to do something. You know what I'm saying? It's not my necessarily goal to feel like a rock star, but just the point is, it feels really good and. Um, uh, and so I, I, uh, what you're saying you're going to ask for um, I, is, is, a, is, is huge, and I just want to say uh, how grateful I am that you would, you would think me worthy of that, and, um, and thank you, whether it works out or not. Well, Rick, throughout all the years, and I don't know how many years it's been now, but it's been quite a few years I've been reading on your program, and I try, really, I try very hard to call in every month if I can, if I'm not predisposed or whatever but i mean you you provide the channel from which can emit all of this positive energy that the world needs right now do you know what i mean rick really we critically need this we're at a critical mass point right now in this world of five minutes after midnight not five to midnight anymore and we need all the positive energy we can to pull us back before midnight and try to reverse the damage that we as knuckleheads in this world have done to the earth. So um, I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for providing one of these channels that allow people to call in and share the positive energy that can make a difference. And, Rick, you really make a difference. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. That's so cool. I'm glad you're a part of it, and uh, and through your work, uh, you know, not everyone, of course, reads poetry uh, that's 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 overtly or specifically or by design socially conscious, and nor nor should everyone, for that matter. Um, you know, I I I myself don't write a whole lot of poetry that uh that deals with issues uh in in a global sense like that i'm writing about my own experiences i'm writing you know silly things and 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 i i have i i don't mean to uh, apologize for that i think it's it's art and i i hope anyone who is hearing this can and who writes like that continues to do so because that's that's the art of it um but there's an extra level of something for people who make a point of using their art uh 
uh, as a part of a you know social uh, need uh, to to br- to bring highlights to issues and things like that, and that's definitely a lot you, Alex. So I appreciate you you doing that and and being a part of the show for all the time that you have. Well, and as long as you allow me, sir, I will continue for all the many years forward that I intend to be. I will be calling in every month. As long as your program exists, Rick, I'll be calling in because I see it as a shining light in the darkness out there, and, boy, it shines in the, just like the northern star. Like Polaris, it shines up there, buddy. You can see it. Cool. Thanks, uh, thanks, Alex. All right, well, thanks for calling in. Have a great day, Rick, and happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Thanks. You too. Bye. All right, that was Alex from uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, uh, pronounced in the in the crazy French manner after its uh, its a spelling. Though having taken French, it, it feels like it, it if if it's S A U L T that it would be soul as opposed to Sioux. But you know, it's it's Canada. Anything goes up there. Um, or and apparently in northern Michigan as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, we got a couple people in the queue. We got plenty of time for you to call in. Um, the number is six four six seven one six seven three six two. But it is the half hour mark, and uh, as we do every every month at this point in the show, um, we play a spoken word track. So this particular uh, poem is called "Blackish by Reason of the Ice." It's a live track uh, by the poet. Uh, written and performed by the poet Bill Yarrow. Here it is. Finish with this one, um, and this also uh, the title comes from Job, and a lot of the lines in it also come from Job, but I've tried to put them in a different context. And this is called Blackish by Reason of the Ice. I was in the basement. I was in the basement with Sarah, who was reading Job to the baby. I was standing in the basement thinking about Uncle Kermit's terrible black tie, 100% polyester, which he wore to the funeral last Tuesday. I was in the basement with Sarah, whose eyes were eyes of flesh, whose eyes were like the eyelids of mourning, who had made a covenant with mine eyes. And I said to her, Sarah, do you take it with your eyes? And she said, what? And I said, do you take it with your eyes? And she said, stop being stupid. Can you hold the baby? And I said, I had not been as infants, which never saw light. And she said, sharpening her eyes upon me, take the fucking baby. And I took the baby. And I rocked the baby. And the baby rocked me. And as I comforted my son, and as my son comforted me, I remembered They called Edward Dahlberg the Job of American Letters because he suffered in this art. Many there are who work hard and suffer neglect. All Job's. Sarah, I called. Do you take it with your eyes? But she was lost, lost in the text and heard me not. And then, for just a moment, I too felt lost, like a child, like someone who meets with darkness in the daytime and gropes in the midday as in the night. Of course, I knew we cannot order our speech by reason of darkness alone, any more than Uncle Kermit could have worn a different tie to the wake. For life is wind, and death is astonishment. Sarah, I implore, take the baby, for he hath made me weary. And Sarah took the baby with her eyes. Thank you. Well, there you go. That was the poem "Blackish by Reason of the Ice" by Bill Yarrow. I did, you know, when I picked that poem, it, it didn't even connect to me. What a perfect poem for Father's Day that that was. I'm mean, talking about um, holding uh, the baby, etc. Um, Bill's Bill sent a few tracks in from this uh, one reading that he did, and I'm delighted to have been able to play one last month and this month. Um, so there you go. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, and I invite you to, um, if you're not able to call in or if you've got something different than just a straight reading of a poem that you'd like to share, to submit an MP3 to me for consideration, for my consideration to play during the spoken word track segment of Poetry Superhighway Live, which we do again at the half hour mark of every show. 
Um, it's uh, so what I'm looking for specifically because sometimes I get things in which which aren't exactly it. If you're if you're just doing a straight reading of the poem, you at a microphone that you recorded in your house or something. That's not exactly what I'm looking for. Um, uh, it should be something which you've mixed with music, which you've added other elements to, other sound elements to create something beyond just a straight reading. The alternative to, uh, to that, the other thing which uh, which we accept is exactly what you just heard from Bill, which is a track that was recorded in front of a live audience. So the extra sounds, the ambiance of the room, you heard a little background music there, uh, the applause at the end, sometimes there's laughter and other reactions. That kind of creates the, the extra elements which you don't get uh, from uh, just calling in and do a reading. Of course, anyone, uh, always, you're all welcome to call in and just plain read uh, here on Push for Highway Live. It's an open mic uh, almost every month. Uh, so please consider doing that. Uh, but uh, but um, this spoken word, there's something a little different about a spoken word track. And so if you've got something like that or you want to make something like that, uh, feel free to uh, send it to me. Send uh, MP3 files to me at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com, and I'll check them out. And we just might hear you um, uh, the next time we do the spoken word seg- segment of Poetry Super Highway Live. If you want to hear something that's different from a live audience track, I've got a whole new spoken word album out called Rick Looper Live and Dead, and you can uh, you can buy it if you'd like. Uh, it's available on iTunes. You can buy it from my website, get a physical CD, or buy the MP3s. And I believe you can listen to it for free on Spotify as well. So you can just get an idea of what I mean. The first several tracks on that, there's about 25 tracks on it. The first Half of those are studio tracks, which I recorded and mixed with music and, and other kinds of effects and things like that. Um, and then the other, the, the remaining tracks are all live tracks uh, recorded in front of audiences. But uh, you already uh, gave you, just gave you an example of the audience track. Um, if you want to hear the studio examples, then, then check them out there. Um, maybe it'll inspire you to create something. You know what I'm saying? Do it, people. Do it. All right. Um, We have uh, about 24 minutes left in the show. I'd love for you to call in and read a poem. It's an open mic. Great chance to read a poem um, in front of our audience of potentially billions of people. Do that many people have the Internet, or are we still just in the upper hundreds of millions? I don't know. I assume everyone who has the Internet is listening today, so it's definitely a good chance for you to call in. The number is 646-716-7362. Uh, call now. Operators are standing by, and by operators I mean me. Um, our next caller is from a blocked number. Hello, blocked number. Anybody there? Hello. Nobody. Yes, hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can. Yes, I can. Okay. This is Michael calling from Birmingham. And hey, I'm Michael. Stepping out of the li- I'm stepping out of the library. I'm at the. Li- I'm, uh, I'm at the. Botanical Gardens, they have this little library that's open to the public, although their specialty is botanical books, and it's just it's just a nice little sanctuary. Uh, Happy Father's Day. This is Poetry Superhighway, the Father's Day edition 2017. Uh, I discovered this morning, well, something told me to listen to Eric Clapton's In My Father's Eyes. I don't know if you know that song. It's a wonderful song. I do. I listen to it. I often pull it up at Father's Day, and something told me pull it up this Father's Day, and I did that this morning. And a poem generated, and in that poem, in the process, also I came to realize I never knew this. I thought Father's Day was an older holiday earlier in the 20th century, but according to what um, I saw on the internet today, it was actually uh, initiated in 1972 under Reagan, and. Uh, so this would be the 45th. So this is celebrating the 45th anniversary of Father's Day. Um, wait, wait a minute, and, Michael. I, let me stop you there. Uh, Michael, uh, Reagan became president in '72, wasn't he? President in uh, a little later than that. I thought it was like he was. It was '80 or something. Wasn't? Wasn't? Uh, I guess we we'll had to Google it, but I'm pretty sure I got it right. 1972. Would that not have been Reagan? Maybe I, I thought Reagan. Uh, Later, but uh, yeah, maybe I thought somebody he became... can go. I'll Google it while you're uh, while you're reading. Yeah, well, yeah, because do correct me if I'm wrong, but I was surprised because I was it, it was a Bing B I N G uh, daily quiz and it had to do with Father's Day, 
And um, I'm, I don't think it was Ford. When was he president? Anyway, instead of spending this time on that, I pray, uh, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, and um, I stand corrected if I am wrong, but I'm pretty sure the date was 1972, which that, then I did the math on that. Unless I've got my math wrong, that's, this would be the 45th Father's Day. But I was surprised. If, I thought it had actually initiated earlier on in the 20th century. So I well, well I just so yeah, just for the sake of uh, uh, I just called it up on Wikipedia. It says that Father's Day was uh, actually started um, in Catholic Europe in the Middle Ages, um, and it used and, and 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 usually celebrated in in March, and in the United States, um, it's obviously celebrated today, the third Tuesday in June, um, but third Sunday. Third Sunday in June, right? Um, and it was first proposed by, uh, again, this is according to Wikipedia, Sonora Dodd of Spokane, Washington, in 1909. Well, according to what I read, it was passed into law in '72, which I thought was real strange because I thought I could, I would have just, I didn't want to thought that at all. I thought it was early in 20th century. But regardless, this is Father's Day. How about this? Celebrating Father's Day with Eric Clapton, music and poetry. And uh, I use the word heart in here, but I spell it capital H E then capital A R T S. So it, it emphasizes the, uh, the word he hearts, he hearts in the word hearts. Uh, also, um, uh, there's, uh, the word song. If you ever notice, it's the first three letters of the word song or S O N, son. Uh, I thought there was another little. Okay, and of course I referenced uh, at the very end. I'm referencing um, the Eric Clapton song. Okay, celebrating that uh, anniversary, whatever year that might be. Anyway, celebrating Father's Day. I am given birth not as a sire. I am home free, just as a brother's son, a jack of hearts. I am their strong torch song dying to attend and sing for my parents' wedding in the light. What really happens on earth doesn't stay on earth. A unison, I continue to witness. There is no death to do us part. Legit love child, legible and literate too. Legit love child, living beyond proof as created on earth as it is in heaven, always in our Father's eyes. Hmm. Very nice, uh, Michael, as always. Thank you very much for calling in and sharing that poem with us. Um, I, uh, uh, I, I just I was glancing at some other history. I don't know if you have anything else you'd like to say about the poem or, or anything before I... List off U.S. No, I presidents. Feel like you might you might have some other. Uh, you, oh, well, who, who was the president about that time? Well, in Did 1909. You know no, I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking at uh, uh, information online. In 1909, uh, uh, Roosevelt was president at the end of 1909 uh, or until 1909, and then I guess that's the beginning of 1909, and then William Taft uh, succeeded him as president then. Um, so, and that's when the first Father's Day was. Actually, it's, it says it was proposed in 1909 and first observed in the United States, that is, in 1910. So it was Taft. Um, and FYI, in 1972, Nixon was president. Um, Reagan didn't come along until 81. So I would double-check that source that you uh, – Yeah, I must you, have been uh, – I must have been – I think I must have been under the influence, under the spell of that song. <laughs> but it was, it was kind of surprising to me. I thought – that seems like I, I would have guessed early in the 20th century, as you've been mentioning, 1909. Yeah. But uh, regardless, I said, uh, excuse my error there, but regardless, it is Father's no, no Day, problem. and I am celebrating Father's Day with the, what was inspired by Eric Clapton. It's also inspired by the first two words of the Lord's Prayer: Our Father, the, the Grandfather, the uh, the Miraculous Divine Father. And I connected it only not only with Father's Day, but with Mother's Day. My mother and father, I believe, are that's the middle stanza dying to attend and sing for my parents' wedding and the like. What really happens on earth doesn't stay on earth. 
And of course, that's kind of a plight, you know, what happens in uh, and Las Vegas stays in Vegas, so people run off to Vegas to get married. Sure. They've run off to heaven to get married. So for a, a unison, and unison is spelled capital U N I, then the S is capitalized S O N, unison. Wherever two or more joined in my name, I am there too. I continue to witness on earth as it is in heaven, always in our Father's eyes, and we'll speak maybe. What's the show next? month for july is it an open reading and what's the date um it's it's not our july show is going to be the conversation with our contest judges um so okay. people are invited to call in and uh and uh, ask questions etc to them uh but uh, we're not doing it uh, i because i'm traveling a little bit i i'm able to, only able to do one show next month and it's and that's the month that I have to do the, uh, the the judges' conversation. But it's that's always a good one, and it's it's a good conversation about poetry. And they'll they'll get to share some poems as well, um, not only uh, their own, but uh, poems that they pick that they're inspired by. So it's it's something that I think it's really valuable for anyone considering entering the contest to get this kind of direct insight from from people who are actually reading and judging the poems. Uh, you know what they're what they're looking for, which uh, most contests don't don't quite offer that uh, kind of access to the judges ahead of time. So I'm excited about it. So our next open reading yeah. then will be in uh, August at some point. Okay, and, and next month's show also gives us, in the larger picture, it also gives a variation to the um, to the monthly for for a change. Instead of having an open mic, open reading, you have, as you said, you know, some judges, professional judges, talking about uh, the, the that aspect of the poetry scene competition. That's right. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Well, um, you enjoy, I hope you enjoyed your father saying, continue to enjoy it and talk to you in the near future. Uh, thank you so much for calling, Michael. I always appreciate uh, you participating. Take it easy. That was uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, a, uh, a regular here on Poetry Superhighway. Live um, and uh, you know I didn't mean to uh, I, I, I just uh, when he was talking about the beginning when Father's Day started I just uh, wanted to uh, make sure we're getting the right I don't, I don't mean to like uh, you know correct him and and hopefully that I didn't mean to embarrass you there uh, Michael I just uh, I just remembered uh, I just remembered that uh, Reagan was president in the 80s I mainly remember that because well I was alive then but I and had a sense I, I have a vague memory of when Reagan was elected and and. I was a, 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 I don't know, a twelve years old maybe, and I, uh, 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 no, later, uh, I was older than that actually. Now I think about it, it was uh, no, eighty-one. Yeah, I was about twelve years old, and um, I just remember being on the more liberal end of things, uh, thinking, you know, that just thinking, oh, you know, there's this impression that we had that that uh, Reagan was going to initiate uh, the. <laughs> The nuclear war with the Soviet Union um, uh, back when uh, we were in the in the height of the Cold War, and I'm mainly reminded of it is because I've been watching the show The Americans on uh, on cable, which is one of the best shows on TV, I'd have to say, which uh, is about a couple of Russian spies in that era in the 80s who um, uh, were living and and working in Washington D.C. for Russia. It's it's a pretty cool premise. They they lived as American citizens. Uh, uh, undercover for um, for decades, raising kids and things like that. Uh, so check it out if you haven't. But anyway, um, I just wanted to make sure that we had all the right info out there. Just a cool uh, extra point is I'm scrolling through all these pictures of, of presidents. Um, uh, 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 Lyndon B. Johnson in 1963. There's all if you do a Google search for U.S. presidents, you can see a little scroll at the top of all of them. Uh, uh, starting with our current president all the way back to the first one, Lyndon B., and there's photos of all of them, or paintings, uh, because, of course, not all of the, not photo the, uh, the technology of photography didn't exist up until a certain point, um, and neither did color photography. The first president photographed in color, um, at least for the official portrait on Google, um, is Lyndon B. Johnson in 1963. I'm sure there's colored portraits of Kennedy out there as well. Um, and then prior to that, I'm just I'm I'm just looking at by picture quality here. I think the first president who was actually photographed as opposed to painted. I I'm just judging again. I, it's it's a little hard to tell. It was either Zachary Taylor 
or Millard Fillmore in uh, Zachary Taylor, 1849, or Millard Fillmore in 1850. Um, it looks like all the previous presidents, uh, their official portraits were painted. So there you go. Just uh, um, I find that fascinating. All right, uh, 646-716-7362. Moving along to our next caller from the 520 area code. Hello, 520. Hello, it's Maggie Westland. Hi, Maggie. How's it going? I am doing very well, thank you. I have, I have a, a, I have a, a vague Father's memory. Day, well, I, which is about my great-grandfather. Fantastic. I have a vague memory that you um, you you moved to, was it Arizona? Yes, I'm in or Tucson. Tucson. Oh, I got it right. Okay. I yes. remember we talked last month and you were no longer a uh, Southern California resident for a couple of years now. And uh, and I knew it was one of these southwestern states. Um, so look at me getting the state right. See, I pay attention. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. So I go back a few generations for this poem. And I'm it's ready. It's short. It's not going to take up all your time. It's called Prosper Pike. Even prior to Hitler, Bavaria rationed weddings, and Sam Pike came to a new life, peddling spools downriver. Cincy was a German town, therefore in part familiar, booming with commerce and tolerance, a place where bagels met beer and liked it, where temples lost minarets and gained stained glass, where a pike could proper but prosper and marry in America's pot of melt. I wonder if great-grandfather Sylvester, who traded and peddled a little further downriver, brought his dark Yiddish eyes to my mythologically Catholic mother. Hmm. Very nice. I, um, I, I, I kept hearing the word pike in there, which, um, and this has nothing to do with your poem, but uh, I, you know, I've been busy preparing our, uh, our trip that's coming up to partially to Seattle where, where the famous Pike Place Market is, uh, where I hear they... Yeah. Hurl fish around and sing while doing it. They um, do, and it's so, a really uh, fun place. I've been there. Cool. Um, well, that's that's neat. Um, I I'm, I've never been up to the great Northwest. I've I've been as as far north as as, as just north of San Francisco. So this is going to be very exciting. Um, what a great poem! Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Well, I thought you were going to say you were going to Pikes Peak, which has nothing to do with my family. <laughs> um, well. Uh, Maybe, you know, I should plan my trips based on, on your family, though, so maybe you could send me some more information, and I'll, uh, <laughs> we'll plan what we're doing next summer based based okay. around that. Maggie, anything going on in Tucson you want to tell us about or, or in your personal poetry world? Well, I'm still writing, and um, I'm still doing prompts from your last April's prompt list <laughs> from, from April okay. poll a day. Really? Yeah, I just did a new one from the one that Suzanne Loomis gave you on April 27th. But you said I can't have more than one poem, so I'll save that one. Unless you want it. It's really short. Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay. The the prompt is write a love letter to a movie or rock star you have never met and make them want to meet you. Mm. Dear Elvis, press me tightly into song. Lead me along your stage of sequined sound. Embrace my innocence in clutch of chords. Reach out and teach me pelvic pith and core. My wants erupt each time you tune guitar. I breathe, I heave, I wish for more and more. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, sort of like you. I like a little humor now and again. Oh, yeah, I, I like it all the time. Uh, but... Uh, uh... <laughs> Occasionally, I have to get serious. Um, but um, cool. Maggie, thank you so much for calling in. Always great to hear uh, from you. Thank you. All right. Talk to you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, bye. That was uh, Maggie Westland from uh, Tucson, Arizona, formerly a local girl here in Southern California. Um, always good to hear from Maggie. All right. I've been, I've been, I keep checking on, on this. This has nothing to do with poetry outside of the poetry of history. Uh, uh, but so I was telling you by looking at these photographs uh, on the Google search, it's it, trying to tell which 
was the first photograph of the president, and I guessed that it was either um, Martin Van Buren or William Henry Harrison based on the quality of what I'm looking at. But according to another article, um, and I don't quite understand this, but it says that it was John Quincy Adams who was president in uh, uh, much earlier in um, in 1825 to 1829, but but he wasn't actually photographed until 1843. So I'm guessing which is right in the middle of when when what looks like a photograph of John Tyler. So I'm guessing maybe even though John Tyler was president at the time that Quincy Adams, John Quincy Adams was still alive and managed to get his photograph taken before the then sitting president. That's my guess, ladies and gentlemen, as to who the first photographed president was, uh, which naturally we're discussing here on I'm discussing. No none of you care, I'm sure. Uh, but there you go. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, I, I've got a couple minutes left um, to close out the show. If anyone's listening and you'd like to call in right now, I could probably squeeze you in the number 646-716-7362. If you've got something short to read, call in right now and I'll get you right on and we will uh, we will share it. Um, otherwise, just a reminder that, uh, that um, our poetry contest starts on July 5th, just a few weeks from now. Um, we're actively looking for sponsors for our contest. I would absolutely love it if you could add yourself to the sponsor roster. You do that by going to our website, PoetrySuperHighway.com. There's a big banner at the top that says, Sponsor the 2017 Poetry Contest. Click on that, and all the info is there on how to do it. Um, uh, probably more info than you really want to read, but basically you just have to agree to send things to people. Um, so whatever you donate, you you have to agree that you're going to mail your one book or your two books or your subscription or whatever it is to whoever it is that I uh, end up sending you whatever contest entrant you get assigned to. You have to acknowledge that um, it's possible that who you get assigned to will be in a completely different country than you because the contest is open to everyone in the world, which means it could cost more in postage. So you have to kind of be set for that and keep that in mind if you because because it's uh, uh, the prizes are all uh, assigned randomly and it wouldn't be fair to. Uh, to you know, to, to try to play favorites and say, okay, just you you can you can only mail to someone in your country. So be okay with that. You have to agree to send out the prize within two weeks of being notified. The contest ends in uh, October, or that's when the announcement will be. So after two weeks from our announcement, I'll send you an email uh, that day, and you'll you'll within two weeks of getting that, you have to send your prizes out. And most importantly, you'll have to agree to notify me. Uh, when your uh, when your prizes have gone out, so that way I will not send you any annoying follow-up emails. All right, look, we got another caller. See if we can get you in in the next two minutes. Um, hello, caller from the 314 area code. St. Louis, Missouri. Yes, David E. Patton, otherwise known as Uncle David. Hi, Uncle David. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from St. Louis. St. Louis. Cool. You got you got yes. a short poem for us? Uh, yes, I do. Let's hear it. Is it it is titled, if, if Ten People Thought. If ten people thought to love 10,000 people and double the number love more, it wouldn't be long before we brought heaven down from his son's side couch where God watched us as we watch TV, unable to intervene. They presume it is we who write the scripts of earth, and we presume it is they. Neither willing to owe up to the last track behind the human clay. That was a short poem indeed, David. Well done. That's exactly uh, that's exactly what I was looking for. I'm glad you made it in. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you, sir. Okay, bye-bye. All right. All right, take it easy. Call in, uh, call in again and call in early. I'll have more time to talk with you about what's going on in, uh, in your world. That was uh, Uncle David calling from St. Louis, Missouri, uh, which is how I pronounce it. In my head. Um, there you go. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, our next show, as I mentioned earlier, is going to be on July 23rd. It's going to be a conversation with our poetry contest judges. Um, we're going to hear from them uh, insights on what they're looking for when they read your poems. If you're considering entering the contest later on in the summer, uh, listen to this show. You'll hear directly from the people what they are looking for when they are reading and scoring your poems. So you got a better chance of scoring higher if you if you pay attention to that. You you may listen to that and 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 hear 
that, that you don't like their sensibility and choose not to enter the contest, I suppose. On the other hand, you could listen to it and then say, oh, I think I, I know what they're looking for, and, and you'll be able to pick out poems specifically that you think will meet their sensibility. Um, so there you go. Look forward to that. Um, thanks for everyone uh, for calling in. Thanks to um, uh, Susan from Washington, Diane from Covington, Louisiana, Alex from, Salt Saint, from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, Michael from Birmingham, Maggie from Tucson, and uh, David from St. Louis. Um, have a great rest of your Father's Day, everyone, if you're observing that or celebrating it, or just enjoy your Sunday. Or if you're listening to this on some other day in the archive, please enjoy whatever day it is. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.